Hi friends, I'm Andy Sell, and these are the people we know. Hi friends, uh, welcome back to another episode of People We Know. I just realized that I did that in the discussion this time. You did. It's so fine. it's going to happen a lot. Sometimes we create a redundancy. It's brand identification. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Hi friends, welcome to another episode of People We Know, the podcast where real people get excited about unreal people. That's who we are. That's, that's, <laughs> that's br- what we do. Brand recognition. <laughs> I like it. That right there, that's a bumper. I'm going to sample that. People we know. Beginning and end of everything. People we know, things we do. The other day, uh-huh. Andy texted me something like Adam's on the show, and I was like, oh, I love it when people we know are on Out Loud. And then I was like, oh, my God, I get the title. And I had a moment to myself, I cracked up laughing. <laughs> like, that's the most hilarious. I we love that text, by the way. That's why cool. I laughed so hard when I said it. That was the one of the best texts <laughs> I've received. Good. Uh, <laughs> top 10 oh easily my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh so guys uh we're gonna open this show with another installment of the leah's got homework segment <laughs> i got homework leah's got homework <laughs> that can be the theme sure homework. that's good <laughs> yeah that's fine you like can't see my shoulders song. that I'm putting into it. There are th- th- I feel like they get robbed of that. Yeah, there is some space work going work. into it. <laughs> just a little up and down, you know. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah. subtle. It's, subtle. it's fine. Yeah. You know? For those of you listening, it's not who a are cheerleader not routine. Watching. <laughs> I don't know how you would watch. For those of you who aren't currently spying through the window, how at boring us. would us be to watch? <laughs> pretty. It'd be, it'd like, be such a huge disappointment. Silently, some people sitting still for about twelve minutes, yeah. and then they all laugh, and then they sit still for another eight <laughs> minutes. You know, there's <laughs> got to be somebody out there who gets off on that. Like, I mean, that's there's their thing. dude. There is security yeah. camera box porn. There are what? people who get off on this. Wait, yeah. box like. Like there is a subgenre of pornography which consists of security camera footage of people fucking boxes. <laughs> America. Do they know they're being filmed? I mean, they're box fuckers, so <laughs> what? I don't think they're very aware of anything What's that's going on the around the box. Them. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> it doesn't. Well, I don't think it matters. Well, maybe that's the temptation. It's Quentin Andy. Paltrow's head. That's actually what they're <laughs> what fucking. So it's security camera skull fucker porn. Oh god. <laughs> now, are these people sexually attracted to boxes? Then, because no, it's the excitement of what's in the box. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> they're not fucking whatever is in the box. They're yeah, but I mean, you're just thinking I could be fucking box. anything. I could be fucking your grandma's old stuff like I could anything I could I be like, fucking your memories I feel like <laughs> these people should get together with the pawn wars or storage wars oh, people oh dude yeah the storage it wars itself. they probably do yeah. yeah they probably just slip them so you fuck a box 20. you buy what's in the bo- the storage container and it's yeah. a bunch of boxes and you have to fuck them <laughs> and you're like why and is you have my to fuck it, even if it's like a box of bear <laughs> traps why are we doing you have this? to fuck them <laughs> And then why they shoot is you. Box full of cum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say a box full of cum. Yeah. yeah. What if you were fucking? You're just, I'm, okay. So I get what you were saying is that it's after. Yeah. They fucked it. But what, but if, what if when you put your dick in the box, there's already cum in it? <laughs> well, this is awfully why is there viscous. Cum in my fucking box? <laughs> 
Oh, bad dad. Bad dad. Uh, yeah, oh, God, bad God, we bad dad totally that bad for dad real. That. Yeah, um, I was a little bad dad. All right. Uh, so, so, yeah. I can't wait till bad dad catches on and we can sell bad dad t-shirts. Hashtag right? bad dad. Hashtag <laughs> bad dad. Yeah. That's fun to say. Hashtag bad dad. It Hashtag really bad is. Dad. Yeah. Nice. It's a hoot. <laughs> oh, God. Leah's got homework. Yay! Leah's got homework. The shoulders were in it again, everybody. Yeah. Every hey, time. Hey, what'd you, what'd you take in media-wise? Uh, I read Transmetropolitan. Which is, which is a comic book? A comic book. book. Yeah. About Spider Jerusalem. Written by Grant Morrison. Yeah. Illustrated by no. Derek. Not Warren, by Warren Ellis. Warren, Sorry, Warren yeah. Ellis. The other crazy British the guy. The other guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Warren Ellis, illustrated by Derek Robertson. Yipper. Yeah. Uh, I read all of that stuff in the intro. Um, I, I never know how to... Well, I liked it. I, I have trouble taking in comic books, I feel like. I don't take them in right. <laughs> I almost just choked on water. <laughs> like out of shock or is like, water just hard? Well, I just like, I feel like I have to get every detail of the picture mm-hmm. first of mm. all. And then oh. I have to uh, make sure that the frame goes right. I don't know. It's just like, so it's I like guess I'm not used to you. it. So yeah, it takes me longer than, I mean, it didn't take me long, but it takes me longer than probably you guys to read. Like that. if I gave you like a 22 page comic, you'd spend like half an hour reading it. Maybe not that long, probably, okay. but I just feel like. I spend a lot of time on the pages that other people... I don't know. Like, maybe I'm just focusing too much. I like it, too, because the artists put a lot of work into yeah. it. Yeah. So Especially with a book like this that's, like, got so oh, much world yeah. building happening in, like, the scenes. Like, like when I was reading it, like, there's a billboard for a band called CFC. Yeah, I And saw then that. later, when he's talking to the transient guy interviewing him, he's like, are you still pissed because you passed up CFC to rep them? And, like, you wouldn't get who that was if you yeah. hadn't, like, paid attention yeah, there's to a lot the billboard. Of, they put a lot of detail into that book. And there's all, you know, like, sex puppets. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of other references too that they that they put in the environments and then sometimes will come up in which is a great way to like economically tell your story and oh, build yeah. your world you it's know awesome. yeah because like unlike a film where you can put like in a film if you put the cfc billboard in the background then it would just be like a passing easter egg like yeah. you know like whatever because it's only on screen for like a couple seconds but in yeah. a comic like that's just that's there, there yeah. for you to study so you can build your world in such an elegant like way mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, I like that a whole lot yeah particularly with transmet there's yeah tons and tons transmet and, tons of and like alan moore books or pretty much that uh-huh. also didn't notice until just now that uh transmet like spider Jerusalem starts the book as alan moore Oh yeah, with his with his beard and his hair. Yeah. And no, his, he's totally Alan Moore, a hermit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crazy hermit worshiping a snake god. <laughs> Everybody, Alan Moore worships a snake. Yeah, does he really? Like in real true? life? Yeah, like he really. I knew he was a wizard. He is a wizard who what worships he, wh- a snake god. Does he call it something? Is he the only one, or are there other? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. Honestly, I'm going to level with you. I might be paraphrasing on Snake God. It's definitely (laughs) some kind of weird pagan entity. It might be the moon, um, but I'm (laughs) not sure. That's not the same as a Snake God. It's not quite. It might be a Scorpion God. Um, What? You were just going back on your story here i am a little You're bit but it's a, it's an animistic facts. it's an animistic deity of some kind okay that okay. takes animal form and he worships it yeah okay <laughs> whatever it is he worships the fuck out of it i mean like, <laughs> I'm, i can dig that yeah cool with that yeah whatever he I wanted mean, to i guess yeah you know if you want to there were two scientology commercials during the fucking Super two of Bowl, them so. i didn't i I didn't even see one. There was one. I saw, I, I I saw, saw one, about but I someone had told me that there had been one on earlier. I might yeah. 
Maybe there wasn't. What did they say in the commercial? Oh, you know, we're great. You're Nothing. depressed. Are you we'll looking for you. answers? Mm-hmm. Are you looking? Yeah, yeah. Basic cult shit. You this know. ethnically so ambiguous woman standing in a field sure does look serene. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. It doesn't say anything. I watched nope. an orientation <laughs> video for Scientology. You did, and it said okay. nothing. Bad dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What? Well, so so you you take you you have trouble just with the medium itself. Yeah, I think I'm just not experienced reading it mm. Um, mm. by choice. I mean, <laughs> I I know like my whole life I grew up around people that love comic books. So it's like all of my friends and everything, but I just never went for it for some reason. Yeah. It's just like I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. I feel like it's specifically, and I don't know if this is true because basically I've just read two things. I've read that and Watchmen. Yeah. But it's so, uh, it's, are they all, you know, that much character driven? No. No. Nope. Uh, a lot of them are not. But I mean, the better ones are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, There's a lot of different ways to tell a comic story. Um, I think Watchmen and this both owe a lot to British comics in the 80s. Well, yeah, I mean, Alan Moore and Warren Ellis are both British, and they both were part of that whole thing when, uh, oh, God, yeah, wow, 2000 AD. They both came up in 2000 AD. 2000 AD was an anthology book published in Britain. Uh, Judge Dredd, I think, was in 2000 Mm AD, Um, and there was just a whole bunch of like sci-fi stories published in anthology format. And And DC brought all those guys over in the 80s. Yeah. Hmm. Them, Mark Miller, Grant Morrison, just a whole bunch of really smart English people. Yeah. I think the thing that gets me about comic books is that um, you have to put so much story in and you have limited means to do it, I guess. Um, Like, for instance, this one, when they're setting up the character Spider Jerusalem, there's no way to do it other than him talking to himself while he's driving down the mountain oh, like yeah. a crazy man, you know? Which, it was well-written. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, it gets a little... Well, like, if I were writing a book like that, I'd be like, well, I can't do that. I'd have to yeah. find another way to get yeah. this information out there. Yeah. But you well, as, can't see it. It's sort of an accepted crutch right. of yeah. the medium. And there's some things that are just accepted. And, like, even at the end, I felt like when his... Uh, news was transmitted uh-huh. live i just felt like that in particular if i were writing a book or a movie i'd have to i, I would have to dismiss that because i'd be like well logically you can't you know that that would be stopped somehow you know but it, it just feels like it took a it didn't matter like you could do that because that's what the writer wanted to do and that was the way well i i don't know i love that and it, as the book i like goes the idea on, of it i just felt like I mean, like the whole time he's just like, I'll just transmit you this story when I get. So, I mean, it was kind of like hanging there the whole time. And you're like, well, that's kind of an easy way out, (laughs) I I guess. Well, but it's, I don't know. I mean, like that's the whole thing. He's a journalist. Yeah, he's a journalist. He's trying to save the day as a journalist. But, Mm -hmm. you you know, if you're writing a movie, you're like, how can they do that? How can they do that? Rather than just. Yeah. I think that makes it more. I think you have more means then. Yeah. As in a comic story than you would in like because in a movie you can't I mean that would all have to be voiceover mm-hmm. and that would like, that's, well I like I like that it goes for it and mm-hmm. I like that what he says I mean it's not like they didn't show it and it's not like yeah. he wrote a story and it changed the world but you never see what the you story see, is yeah. you see what he says and that's what they do a lot in that book as the book goes on in subsequent issues and trades that's kind of like his thing like a, a mm-hmm. column he'll write a column and that's how you kind of get to know more about the characters yeah. is through his column for the word. 
Yeah. So he um, just, as it's happening, is recording what happened. Yeah. And to defend yeah. comics as a medium, just for a second. <laughs> no, I'm not talking shit on it. I just, I, I know, I'm not I know, trying I know. to attack but them like, at just all. To defend, I understand. I, I guess more to defend the notion of like internal monologue in comics. Um, there's a lot of books where it's really additive. Like uh, Dark Knight Returns comes to mind, mm-hmm. where like the first. 30 40 pages are like bruce wayne figuring out that like he's kind of addicted to being batman mm. and like the basic the premise of dark knight returns real quick is like he's like 50 he's kind of a thrill jockey now he hasn't been batman in a long time yeah and he just like starts having these episodes and one day he wakes up and like he's come out of a fugue state and he's in the bat cave again and alfred finds him and he like he's like i think i need to do this yeah and then like he's finds him he puts on the costume and he's running around rooftops and he's talking about how yeah, like how much super he's like libertarian fantasy yeah like but he's kind of getting off on it and yeah. like you wouldn't get a lot of that psychology without this internal monologue right. i'm like yeah. him being like the rain on my chest feels like a baptism and all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah sometimes well, I think sometimes cool comics, and i think it's a little too much specific to the genre you know yeah. i just yeah. i don't know how to intake it yet i guess so oh, okay. I, when i hear yeah. something it is like very that it's specific to the maybe genre it's weird yeah. Yeah. maybe it's something you have to learn and it's only or... in that that you see it when there's someone's like saying a monologue yeah. and, and it's I, I, maybe box. we've gone to again? a point where if somebody just says something genuine and tries to write something genuine and how they feel you're like that doesn't ring true maybe <gasps> i've just yeah. gone to a point where it's like that where you have to be more subtle with me or something well i guess the cousin to that would be like house of cards and kevin spacey talking to the camera i haven't seen that uh, well, ferris bueller's day off yeah oh yeah um anytime I, there's a thing where somebody breaks the fourth breaks wall, the fourth mm-hmm. wall parker yeah. lewis can't lose that's a good show that was a big device yeah. in that show <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same kind of idea. Jiggy Hauser's journal at the end. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's not really the same, nah. but. Well, and and I've only the, read this and The Watchmen, so I feel like a lot of them have this tone, or maybe that's just the two that I read that have that tone. The voiceover to it. in Wonder Years. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That is the comic book monologue. I mean, <laughs> the thing about the other examples like Ferris Bueller and Parker Lewis is that they're very, and House of Cards is they're very pointedly breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Like in comics, mm-hmm. you can just put a caption up there mm-hmm. and there's no like, oh, we've gotten out of the diegesis and we yeah. don't have to like square yeah. ourselves with that. Mm-hmm. Like we, and yeah, I just got to say diegesis. I'm pretty jazzed over that. Word. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's exciting. But, uh, <laughs> but in comics, like it, I think it does just come down to the fact that like where we read lots of comics Andy and I and so like we just sort of accept when something like that happens yeah, yeah. it's interesting to hear like well I mean imagine yeah. how someone who doesn't read a lot of comics if I were takes that in yeah, 10, yeah like it's, you know but <laughs> 31 totally probably. like no and it's and, and it's not a knock at all like on how you're taking it in like, like you said it's really interesting to see that like there's something just very always been doing it since yeah. we were like 10 so yeah. <laughs> that there's yeah. like, it's interesting that there's something like intrinsic intrinsic to the medium that mm-hmm. you're like not accepting it at face value. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. What this, but what did you think of the story? Like, uh, oh, or, I thought. It, I mean, yeah. it was a it was a good story. Um, you know, he's <laughs> fi- he's fighting for the the guy that can't fight for himself, but not really. Yeah, not Which, really, because he, he's really just like a rogue, yeah, on he, his own guy. He, he fights for the truth. truth. He just does. Yeah, he yeah. just fights number for the one, truth. The only thing he ever cares about. And you see this as the story, as the book goes on and on. Yeah. Is the truth. Like, he yeah. throws he so many who he people under down. the bus. Yeah. He hurts. I mean, he fucking destroys Fred Christ. Yeah. Later yeah. on. And. Oh. Sorry. Later on. I'm not going <laughs> to. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, Fred Christ didn't look like he was doing too good at the end of this. Yeah. No, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 
Uh, now, did you were there, were there any particular characters that you that you liked the best out of it? Jeez, uh, I really wish you we'd given her like more because there's a character coming up that's not in this trade. Oh, that well, I, I think just you read would what love. you gave me. You know. Yeah, I know. I mean, I guess the main character is okay, but I'm, how do I word this? <laughs> He's, Can I please read another like angry white man rambling about something, <laughs> please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that's, you know, I mean, I'm not, I love it and it's great. And like I said, it was really good writing, but I, I didn't come at that when it came out. So yeah. I've seen that before a million times, mm-hmm. a million different ways. No, that's fair. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to say whether it's fair or not. Well, I mean, it's it's fair in that, like, I mean, cable TV is kind of the story of, like, oh, really yeah. well, smart white guys being dicks. All of it is. And destroying but, their relationships. Just, like, like, mountain but, man, crazy white guy that's like, well, let me just show you all how it's done. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a flawed character. Yeah, and they which go is over great. That. Of course, you want to. Yeah, they go over that. But he's not, I don't, I mean, I. I don't even think he's an anti-hero. You know, I would consider him more of a hero because yeah. he genuinely does care and he genuinely does yeah, the right thing. I don't think he's cat. a bad person. I think he's just not socialized at all. No, God, no, right. no. He's Hunter S. Thompson in the future. He's That's absolutely exactly. Hunter Thompson. Yeah. Like, if if you if you enjoy Fear and Loathing and you also enjoy Blade Runner, you'll yeah. probably like Transman. But I get what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. And there's these two characters that come in later. Um, you meet one of them in this in this trade that you just read, which is the first volume, uh, Back on the Street. Yeah. Um, he, the, the stripper, uh, Yelena, uh, God damn it, Shannon, right? Is that her name? I do not remember. Shannon Going Yarrow. The, the one with the barcode. Yeah, there she is. Um, Shannon Yarrow, I think is her name. And then there's Yelena Rossini, who becomes his assistant, who's like a journalist uh, in her own right. And they become, they, those two characters, like Sh- Shannon becomes his bodyguard. And Yelena is Mitchell's, Mitch Royce, his editor, it's her, mm-hmm. his niece. Yeah. And she becomes his, his assistant, okay. intern, whatever. And they end up being like, forming this really strong bond with him. And they end up like, kind of serving to foil him in a lot of ways. And to kind of, when, I mean, they call him the fuckhead. Like they refer to him as oh, the yeah, fuckhead. They, yeah, they started doing it. Yeah, and well, they, the yeah, they started did. in this, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, but that that becomes their name for him, and they start like, like they become, in a lot of ways, they're like who were the audience is supposed to, they're like our our, not avatar. What's the word? Surrogate. I'm, surrogate. Yes, they're like the the audience is surrogate because they're like the regular people who go through their own problems and have their own shit, but they're constantly calling him on his shit. Yeah, and it's really it's. They're probably the two best characters in the book, actually. Um, I think that'd be helpful to have, yeah. you know, someone to counter. Yeah, that's that's end, ends up what what's happening. Yeah. Like, and you see like how they're right and he's wrong, but then sometimes he's right and they're wrong. It's it's a it's a fun dynamic. Um, but uh, I don't know. What do you think of like their vision of the future, like in the plausibility of that? Well, and then again, I guess, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's part of what rubs me the wrong way with it. Like, I, I guess the only experience of I've had with comic books have been like this gritty fucking reality yeah. where everything's awful and terrible, you know? Yeah. So in that, <laughs> I, also and I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I, I, I just think 
maybe I want to be more optimistic than that. Like I get the, like yeah. that when I see anything about the future, any movie that's like everyone's, you know, it's all machines and he, takes away the humanity. But mm-hmm. like for instance, the movie Her, I liked that vision of the future because it seemed human enough yeah. for me. Like yeah. I could deal with it. They. And I, I feel like I'm doing this a lot <laughs> in this discussion. I'm doing the like, no, you just got to get past the first season thing, you know? Yeah. But really, as they build this world more, they do start to kind of highlight some of the cool things about it a lot of times, too. Like, they'll, like they, the world gets starts to become more complex as the yeah. book goes on, and you'll notice, like, yeah, there's some terrible shit in there. Mm-hmm. There's awful, horrifyingly corrupt politicians. There's uh, the beast being... <laughs> well, the smiler... Is amazing that character. The I don't think I'm... the Smiler, the um, the guy that beats the Beast for the presidency, mm-hmm. and turns out to be uh, whatever. Spoiler. Uh, but they it's like, they show that there's all this horrible <laughs> stuff going on. Like the cops are awful, and and there's like these weird. Um, there's these people, these like hostels for cryogenically frozen people. Oh God, that's that get, the saddest thing. Oh God, ever. it's so like, depressing. They're all fries. Yeah, they, like, they come out of cryogenic. Like, some, at some point in the future, people start cryogenically freezing themselves until like a cure is developed for whatever. And then this is far enough in the future that those people start getting thawed out. They're so mentioned in this, according to their contracts. They, are they mentioned in this they, one? Yeah, oh, there's like a little bit mention of them but saying, like, d- d- "Is it even our duty to care for these people?" Yeah, and they come out into the world with nothing. Like yeah. all their relatives are gone, their friends are gone. They have no money. They have no home. They have nothing, and they're just unfrozen into this world that they do not understand. Yeah, and they lose their shit, and they have to live in these like halfway houses. It's really depressing. No, that sounds interesting. And, but it's a very smart concept. There's stuff. There's a lot of stuff like that, but then there's cool things like, you know, nature preserves that are really high tech. There's um, the foglets, which I think are really cool. Like the people that like use nanotechnology to convert themselves into fog. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, just the whole idea of like species manipulation. Yeah, that was interesting. If that's what you're talking about. Oh, the the transient. Yeah, because the transient transient movement is all about the idea that like these aliens would show up and then like they'd sort of exhaust everything they had to give us. But like that relationship would like no one ever talks about like what happens 25 years after the UFO lands. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of about that. I mean, this is kind of Stonewall. You know, in a lot of yeah, ways, yeah, a little it's bit. Sort of like it's the Stonewall, right? In yeah. some ways, and uh, and there's a lot of those parallels throughout. This is kind of like what if Stonewall's heart was rotten? Yeah, like what if the person in charge of it was a piece of shit? Basically, because yeah. Fred Christ is a piece total of piece shit. of shit. Yeah, um, but it's not the fault of the people in the movement that he's an asshole. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It, it, a lot of times, too, his columns will he'll write what he sees, and he'll describe something he sees. Like, well, there's one that's like two lovers exchanging designer viruses, uh-huh. and like I, for some reason that part that that like one call that always touched me a certain way. Like, yeah, and like seeing people like do cool. Sh- I don't know. There there is cool stuff in, that exists in this world too. I think in the first book it is represented as almost entirely super gritty, um, but as it goes on, you I don't know. And the bad, like... Uh, I feel like I'm, like, trying to defend it too much. No, I know. And <laughs> I, was, I, I know you're not attacking. I you're so not attacking anxious it. when yeah. I do I this homework. Not. You're totally I, allowed to not like it. You're definitely like allowed so to not bad like it. For you. Yeah, but yeah. you guys get point so about upset. The, like, I feel like no, no, I hurt no, I'm your not feelings. upset at all. Well, and you're right about the gritty thing, because, like, that's such a hallmark. Like, it really at some point, 
like the the British invasion of comics, like your your guys we were talking about, like they all formed this feedback loop of like these guys showed up and they told like smart stories that were like that, mm-hmm. and then a whole bunch of people followed behind them were like, oh, we should probably write about how everything fucking blows. <laughs> then we'll be deep too. Yeah, and like that's yeah. not the point that they yeah. were getting at. Like and I, the whole point and I don't want to see Rosie shit though. I mean, yeah. yeah. But the whole point of this, I think is yeah. spider Jerusalem looking at such a shitty town and finding good in it. Like yeah. he's a really cantankerous asshole, but he still finds something to like, like when uh-huh. he's talking here, like when he first gets to the city and he like looks around and he's like, I wonder if I'm going to get used to it. Like the city's alive. Like I'm going to have to give it that. Like yeah. there, this city is growing and it never rots. Like, mm-hmm. and he finds this thing to like in it. It. Like I think there's a way in which Spider Jerusalem is kind of an optimist. The cat, yeah, is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I like the cat part. For sure. He is an optimist, and and how it how the series ends, I think, kind of. I haven't finished it. You've never finished it. I know, man. Oh my God, it's so yeah. good. I'm gonna get on it. The fucking final. That's your homework. The John. last thing yeah. is so good. That's not um, how this works, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm giving you homework. <laughs> I'm giving you both homework. Oh, I could make you watch them awful shit. Yeah, give me some homework. No, you're think about you're it. You're the Mike Nelson in this situation. <laughs> yeah, we're the we're the evil bosses. Yeah. So you're the you're the, the you're the blonde wow, woman and so I'm many. the monkey. <laughs> oh, I was going classic. Dr. Forrester? Yeah. Which Frank makes I'm TV's Frank? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. What if we do this for so long that I get all of these references <laughs> and make them? Is that your ultimate goal? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is an experiment. Oh, uh, okay. Well, and I get, yeah, I get what you're saying about a lot. I think maybe it's because I read it at a time but before. I think that this is just subjective. And I think that mm-hmm. I it's a well-written book. I think that yeah. the writing's good. I think the art's good. I think I just wouldn't. Just not just what you're looking go for. go with my personality, yeah. I guess. No, that's you know? totally fair. I think yeah. that's honestly. What do you, what do you give it grade-wise? Uh, grade-wise on my personal enjoyment, I give it a C, but as a average uh based on all of the comics book i comic books i've read a b okay okay fair enough yeah i did can i just say this what i liked this this was not in the comic book this was in the introduction but i really liked it okay was it garth ennis's yeah here is the finest blackest humor and the purest hate and a sense of justice hissed through gritted teeth and here is experience unexpected and natural as a stripper's tears is a little vein of ordinary humanity. I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was well written. The introductions good. to these are also beautiful. Patrick Stewart wrote one. Really? For one of the trades. Yeah, because Patrick Stewart's a huge fan. He, I think that for a while he was lobbying to play Spider. Oh, God, I would love that. Um, Aronofsky wrote an intro to one of the trades. Wow. Yeah. It, they, they get some good intros to it's these good writing it's yeah. a damn good line yeah i mean it's it's really well written but like you said it's not for everybody you know right and i don't yeah. think you know i i enjoyed it i'm glad i read it i wasn't like this is the worst <laughs> no it didn't feel like a slog at least yeah no yeah. Not at all. good cool yeah. we don't we don't wish to oppress you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes you do sometimes a little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh should we Go go go, <laughs> go talk, talk to, to Adam all good. Put me back over in the producer's desk with yeah. my post-its. Yeah, yeah with the yeah. post-its over with there. With the post-its. Oh my god. Yeah. Guys, we got a great show for you today. A guy that sounded pretty SNL.
It's fine. We've got a really great a little, show, guys. The show, SNL has run for yeah, 35 they, years. Maybe they've got great something. Show. Yeah. <laughs> guys, we've got a great show. The Mighty Mighty Bostones are here. <laughs> <laughs> That's Live weird. Live from uh, Woodry's Hardio Studios. <laughs> We're going to talk to Adam Allgood <laughs> about Phil Connors from Groundhog Day, which is going to be super fun. Uh, in the meantime, hey, if you have Wait, any... Phil? Phil, Phil Connors? Connors? <laughs> Ned! Ned knows Ned! Bing! <laughs> bing, bing, bing! Uh, am I right or am I right? Am I right? Right. <laughs> Watch out for that first step. It's, it's a, a doozy! doozy. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Um... <laughs> If you have any suggestions for Leah's homework, we may or may not take them. Yeah. Uh, but you should feel free to post them on the Facebook. We and, have uh, one. We have a Facebook page. Yeah. Or we also uh, have tweet a Twitter them feed. to us yeah. at People We Know Pod. Go ahead and tweet. Be nice to me. Your, <laughs> your suggestions. Nice Be nice to Leah. I haven't seen anything. Keep she that in mind. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Chances are, if you recommend something, she hasn't seen it. Yeah. And we will decide whether or not we agree with you. No. We can't have all the ideas, people. Yeah. We're outsourcing some shit. <laughs> do you yeah. want ideas or do you not want ideas? Is okay? <laughs> By the way, I didn't consult you How about, about any this at ideas? all. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Thanks for springing it on me on the air. Um, <laughs> like, that's you fun. can't fucking cut it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, cool. Let's go talk to Adam Allgood about Groundhog Day. Campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers, it's Groundhog Day! Sorry, I didn't didn't say it with you guys. You didn't say it. I know, I didn't know how to say it. I wasn't sure if I should, I just did it. I'm glad you did. I've been wanting to do that my whole life. That's a good introduction. Well, now I feel left out. Well, you, you fucked up. It was up. a moment you really you got left up. behind. Well, I didn't know about the moment. You, I, it's not about knowing the moment. You just feel. <laughs> you, you act you like I'm going to remember anything ever, and I don't. Ah, good point. Yeah. So. Good point. Guys, uh, hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of People We Know, the podcast where real people get excited about unreal people. Today we have Adam Allgood in the Woodry's Hardware Studio down here at Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, <laughs> Pennsylvania. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Hi, Adam Allgood. Hey, Adam. Hi, Leah. <laughs> Hi, Andy. <laughs> Happy Groundhog Day. Happy Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day. It literally is. I hope it's not six more weeks of winter, huh? It always is. It is, actually. Is it always? I looked it up. Yeah, of course it is. It never hasn't been. Has Is this stupid thing ever not seen a shadow and run away like a little pussy? Somebody has to stop that Groundhog. And I'm going to stop him. Yeah, I mean, let's just stop doing it and then we'll have less winter. I think that the gr- Groundhog Day, uh, and I meant to do some research into its origins and and learn about it, but I didn't. No, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's a tool of the capitalist oppressors to keep the people from rising up. I do. I think it's <laughs> it's use a groundhog to do that. Yeah. No. Listen, it's perfect right, because because it's 
First off, it's probably religious syncretism. Let's be honest. It's probably, yeah, it's probably a pagan thing. Yeah. That the Christian uh, norm. It's like witchcraft. Took yeah. It's totally which witch, witchcraft. They use a small woodland like, creature. This groundhog is a witch, a cu- <laughs> but it can tell when <laughs> winter a comes. So we should it. keep it around, just in case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just got a great note from John. Uh, that you're not going to I do. I think it's it says always with the fucking capitalist oppressors. <laughs> yes, always because they are the ones oh, doing all man. the stuff. They do do a lot of stuff. They do. I I the do. Groundhog Day, that's where they Yeah, so the groundhog comes out so we get our hopes up for spring, right? And then the groundhog sees winter and we're all bummed out, right? And we're like lazy because we're bummed because we can't get psyched. Well, and then right. but then it's in case spring does happen will be surprised. You know what Does I mean? It, they'll be like, oh, we, this is great. Everything's fine. But how does that help the capitalist oppressor? It's Now that I think about it, it's a very flawed theory. No, uh, of course. That and that you're in Los Angeles. <laughs> it's not even fucking I know. Cold oh, here. my God. Imagine, you imagine if you actually were in a real winter. Have, like, if people actually <laughs> believed this, do you imagine how many suicides there were today? Oh, my God. <laughs> there were a lot of suicides today? I'm just saying this has been He's a really that rough based winter. on the idea that there's more of this winter to come. People there's been a really rough themselves. winter for like the rest of that's the country. Just, that's just the pagan worshippers that even believe in the groundhog, though, that the groundhog has yeah, we don't need power. Them. Those people might kill themselves, but I don't believe in the power of the groundhogs. So. Yeah. You don't? You're no, not a no, believer? No. Not but why would you I mean, kill yourself I enjoy just, the groundhog. So you're just like, more Phil... winter. Just deal with it. I mean, like, nope. Just deal with it? Oh, it's easy for you to say, Leah. Why don't you check your privilege? Cold, but like you gotta kill yourself. So you dude, <laughs> dude, you don't have that's to be. Six, six more weeks of skiing, move. bro. I mean, six more s- weeks of sweet powder for me to <laughs> glide on, bro. Six more weeks of pow pow. True. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. Pow pow. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's the bro call snowboarders call it. <laughs> All right. So if it's not obvious by now, um, Adam, why don't you tell us who you chose? Uh, Phil Connors of the movie Groundhog Day. Phil Played Connors. Played by nice. Phil Murray, uh, comedian actor. Uh, politician. <laughs> You're a comedian, actor, and politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Allgood, that's mayor like, of mayor of Los Feliz. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Co-mayor, co-mayor, easy thing to forget. I know, right? Yeah. One in the landslide. You had a wonderful television news series, the yeah. Los Feliz News Hour, yeah. right? Yep. And uh, so you're just like Phil Connors, except oh yeah, basically. more important because you right. reported on the the issues, not the weather. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was a weather. Well, at the beginning of the movie, he's like doing the weather, and then he walks over to the desk with it, with the anchor. So is he like an anchor, and then he walks over and does the weather? Is that a yeah, thing? Yeah, that's weird. That I doesn't make any sense. That was oh, the really? Thing. I was like, now that I think about it, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know like if that like ha- maybe happens somewhere else for a weatherman. Yeah. I did Apparently like the Home Shopping Network was looking at him, though. So Maybe that's an old school thing, because something's familiar about it, like walking away from that anchor yeah. desk. Really? I it, don't know. It seemed weird to me now, but it didn't seem like impossible <laughs> to have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look at him like, that's impossible. Well, Adam, <laughs> he can't do two things. Adam, he can't do weather and anchor desk. <laughs> if you... If you really believe nothing is impossible, <laughs> that's true. What is so? How old were you when you saw Groundhog Day? Mm. Where were you? Where were you at in life? Paint me the picture. Oh, I was young. Probably I was. I was probably like. <laughs> I was young. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I must have been. <laughs> what that that probably movie came out? What older. like ninety two or ninety three or something? Ninety. Oh God. 
I didn't so look it I up. I probably saw it around the time it came out, I would assume. So I was probably like five or six. And then my parents oh, God, just loved the movie a lot. And we just watched it all the time. We watched it over and over We would watch again. it every year. Every like, day. Every year. Groundhog Day would come around. We watched that movie. 93, yeah. Sometimes even more. Uh, it's just like a family movie. So oh. We, That'd be I, funny I've if you watched the movie over and over again on Groundhog Day. That's, no, it's, it's, it's a very dark movie. I wouldn't say they, it's that dark. They showed it the other day three times in a row on some channel. Really? I thought that was a good little programming yeah, gag. Good. The, yeah, that's a good idea. The three times in a row channel. That's, a the, that's what it's called. <laughs> it's the, we show everything three times in a row. Come check it out. <laughs> and then they show that commercial three That'd times That'd actually be nice because I can't tell you how many times I've like flipped on something and it was ending already. And it was yeah, and then I you're liked. like, well, I might have like, fuck. I wish I could wait yeah. to see the next one. Hey, and good thing it's do the that. three times channel. Fuck yeah, thank you. I could watch and it then, two yeah, more and times. Then, yeah, you know, what happens is you catch it on that first viewing, you catch the end. Yeah. What if like, you catch oh, the shit. end of the third viewing? Though? Oh, no, yeah, the third that would viewing, be the then you're just really fucked. Yeah, if you just catch the end. Yeah. This is made specifically so you can catch the end of the third viewing or the first screening and then be like, well, I want to see the beginning. And then you, you watch the beginning mm-hmm. and then you're like, I want to watch it all together now. Let's put the two halves together and watch it. Yeah. Get the full experience. Yeah. And then uh, your day is gone, and you've done nothing with your life. Right. And what is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) And you're Andy. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So you don't think it's a dark movie? I think it has uh, dark parts, but I wouldn't say overall it's like... I wouldn't call it a dark comedy. I guess not. But there's that... In my favorite sequence, my favorite part of the Mm -hmm. movie for a long time was always that whole middle section where he's depressed as shit. Oh, yeah. oh he's he kills like, himself a bunch of times. It. He kills himself a whole yeah. lot of times. And uh, and then he... Well, I like the part when he's like just like trying to save that old man over oh, and over God, again. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. so sad. And he's just like, he can't... He's like, he's going to die that day and there's nothing <laughs> he can do about it. Which is the kind old of man, an interesting idea to me. The old man always bothered me because he never talks. He you never him to says say anything. Yeah. He kind of nods and smiles in one scene. Yeah. You, okay. There's a couple he has characters. a heart attack in one scene. Does that count? No, that doesn't count as talking. <laughs> what do you want him to say? I don't know. Anything that lets me know he's I'm a having person, a heart attack. You know, like Help. anything that lets me know that Bill Murray isn't just con- being condescending to this old homeless guy. What Condescending? Because he's trying to save his life? Yeah, but he's There's like, a point where we got to stop okay. with I that. Guess, I guess you're... No, you're right. I, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just <laughs> saying that like... I want more out of that character. Mm. And I, there's a couple characters in the movie that I think kind of like it's implied that they sort of are like magical figures almost and that they, they know what's happening to Bill Murray. In the movie? Uh, oh, in really? The movie. Yeah, there's the oh, bartender. Like the bartender? The bartender, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then the old guy. I, the old guy? Because oh, he, you think he knows what's going yeah, on? Yeah, I think he. I think it's sort of implied to a degree that he... What scene made argument. you think that? Um... I never thought that. I definitely when, thought when, that about the bartender. When Bill Murray comes up to him at the the first, not the first time when he gives him money, but mm-hmm. that nighttime when he comes back around, and Gretton's like, "Hey, father," like, "Oh, hey," and get, he takes him to the he, diner. And he says, "Hey, do you remember me?" And the old guy like smiles like knowingly and like I don't know, maybe yeah. I'm reading too much into it. I probably am. <laughs> I don't even know the what's the bartender thing. I mean, is it obvious? Oh, thing? the bartender is just like any time. Oh, yeah, because there's the scene where. What's her name? Uh, Andy McDowell's that's her name, right? Yeah. She's ordering a drink and he comes to buy her a drink and she orders like the vermouth Sweet rocks vermouth with a twist. twist. Yeah. And uh, he remembers it 
and then comes back the next day and orders the exact same drink as her. Yeah. And then you see like the bartender kind of look over and shake, shake his head. head. Yeah. yeah. Like this. And like, he oh, does this that a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. That happens with later on when, when Chris Elliott, uh, Larry, is there with Nancy. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to like hit on Nancy now. They, mm-hmm. the, they cut to the bartender and he does the same thing. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's a repeated thing with the bartender right. where he or just kind of has this knowing look on his face, like, yeah. oh, you you crazy white people in your time loops. <laughs> Do you think the bar the black bartender is God? <laughs> maybe the bartender is God. Yeah. Maybe it's uh maybe it's a prequel to Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, it's I, possible. I don't know. <laughs> we should check like the producers of these movies maybe there's like one comment yeah i wonder what the two. story is with that the screenwriter i've met the screenwriter oh really danny rubin yeah he was um I, I don't think he he was a professor at my college for a little bit he taught at my college i worked with his little son on a movie mm. did this movie it didn't did it do as well it didn't do that well when it came out i think it did, did okay i don't know what right. its box office was yeah. i should have researched this but uh I just remember after it's one of those that after yeah, yeah people just afterwards liked it, it a became lot. like a like a big yeah it was like, like a, a cult, slow almost build. A cult thing yeah it's a very interesting movie it's it's yeah. a very flawed movie I think there's a lot of problems with it like what um, well anytime you do something that you're repeating over yeah. and over I feel like I always wondered like if he fun. like worked out every day and was like trying to get abs would his abs stay. Or would they go yeah. away every? Would his progress <laughs> be erased every day? I don't yeah. know. I don't but know. He That's a good piano, question. A good and he remembers how to play piano. Yeah, but does his like brain a physical maintains. change not Ooh. count? That's or does like yeah, his only he his died mental? And he came back he, when he would kill himself. That's true. So I guess it was just mm-hmm. his brain. He could retain that, but not his. But body. not his body. So no. I abs. think he would like ev- eventually. I want to see the movie where he. Because here's the thing: there's debate also over how long a period of time it takes place. Yeah, some people say it's like year, like ten yeah. years or something. Well, like that, right, uh, or even longer, like hundreds. Eight, according to the website Wolfnards, Bill Murray spends eight years, eight months, and sixteen days trapped in Groundhog Day. Um, Twelve thousand four hundred three days, just under thirty-four <laughs> years, is what somebody else claims. Now, here's the thing: Danny Rubin supposedly said it to somebody. That it takes place over the course of 10,000 years. Really? What? Yeah. What? Which is insane to me. And apparently originally, and I don't know how true this is, but originally there was a line of dialogue in the original script. Yeah. Where a character says that. Where like it's explicated that he... Harold Ramis states the original idea for him to was to live for 10,000 years. Wow. But then he says 10 years. But 10 years, I also heard that Harold Ramis went back on that. So, sorry, John is giving me... Uh, re- <laughs> Say hi, no, John. No, that's fine. Hey, hey John. <laughs> John Veron, ladies and gentlemen, uh, behind hey. the scenes. I, I just think of it like in terms of the stuff that he learned how to do is 10 years. Like he learned how to like ice sculpt yeah. and like play the piano. Is 10 yeah. years long enough to like... Really I don't know. Good See, I think it, that's shit. why I think it's longer. Harold Ramis yeah, at one point is the amount of time. later said he thinks it's like 23 years or something. 23. It just um, keeps changing. I always well, thought also, it was way less than that. Well, you have to assume. Like, well, in the, in the movie, it is way less. Like in the actual, like what they show. There's Okay, so I counted. There's 36. Day, they show, explicitly show, or, or explicitly state via dialogue mm-hmm. a reference to 36 days. 
on screen. It's 36 on screen. But that's days. just, you mean that's just, okay. from that's what just they what show they show. Count. Okay. They actually have 10,000 days of footage, but they had to, they had to cut it down. <laughs> they, they shot they this movie over back, the course yeah. of eight years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, but then they implied, because he knows everything about every single person in that town. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to take a while. Well, yeah. yeah. I think. I have a theory. The every second down like that. I did oh, like yeah. that one day. scene. I mean, the bank robbery thing or the, the armored oh, truck yeah. car robbery the thing the alone that probably took him like four days <laughs> a or a week bark. to get that down, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ten, nine, Dine, eight, eight, car, six, yeah. <laughs> Felix, can I get um, a roll of quarters? <laughs> but if it was 10,000 years, that's really fucking dark. Yeah. But if it was that time too... Wouldn't he have like just read up enough on physics to to like get really smart and build like a, it's a small town? They didn't believe in physics there. They didn't have a oh well, yeah, they didn't have a library. With <laughs> they didn't have a library. It was before the internet, so right, yeah. Yeah, God, he dude, was they were really still fucked. worshiping. They're still worshiping groundhogs there. What makes you think <laughs> they were that far in the past? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think he fucked everyone in that town too. You think so? I think he did. I think he fucked every single why? person. In that Maybe town. so. Yeah. Because why not? Did he? Oh, Andy I thought character? you meant like fucked him over. No, no, no. Had, like, literally, I think he <laughs> oh, got intimate with every single person in the town. Think he murdered oh yeah, anybody? of course. Oh, he yeah. for sure murdered. Like that. I want to see those days where like there's definitely at least, let's say, two weeks where he was just murdering everyone. Yeah, that's the one I want to see. I want to see that <laughs> yeah, cut of the movie, the murder cut, <laughs> the murder <laughs> Groundhog Day murder cut, <laughs> alt cut murder. Groundhog Day was also the name of the slasher movie franchise. Um, the fictional slasher movie franchise represented in the movie Monster Squad. Oh. Sorry, I said that. What do you got on here? Are you just reading? Just some just, notes. Just notes. Okay. Just some notes. Yeah. I, look, I got, I got <laughs> my lines. I've got porn. explicit days. Thirty-six. <laughs> fuck everyone in the town. Mm. Ten thousand years. Twenty years. Okay. Originally, the the script ended with uh, Bill Murray being broken from the day, but Rita beginning a time loop. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh it. no! That's your depressing Twilight Zone ending. God, that is. I heard originally that there ending. was like, uh, in the script they actually had a cause. They like gave like a reason why he starts this yeah. loop. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm so, glad they got rid of. Yeah, I am yeah. too. But what was the? Do you know what it I was? I don't remember. It was a somebody cast a like spell a on him. Yeah, something like that. Love. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. you're right. Crazy then. ex-girlfriend spell. Yeah, that'll get you. <laughs> then no, I'm glad yeah. they didn't. I'm glad. Keep that in that's, there. And that's the thing that I really like about the movie in general is because most movies, like especially comedies, like where there's some kind of like Home Alone, mm-hmm. or um, and there wasn't even any magic in Home Alone, but there's that like they play that like well. kind of like spooky music, <laughs> mm. you know, that yeah. lets him think that he cast a spell. Uh, liar, liar! Like any movie where there's some kind of like magic oh, thing, some like yeah, there's yeah. always just like, an like, inexplicable thing, like where it's like it's dark and that you see like any body switching moon, movie, you see the sun go away and the moon come up and yeah. like piano music plays and yeah. like maybe a twinkling <laughs> sound going on. I'm glad they didn't do that. It just cuts from that awkward scene where Chris Elliott's like he called himself the talent, ha ha ha, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then next day. And right. then, boom, there he is. I like that. The one flaw with that movie is uh, that I always thought was that scene where he's in the shower. He turns it on. It's the cold water. Yeah. Who gets in the shower and then turns on the water? Right. Nobody. Nobody does that. Nobody does that. <laughs> and he just freaked. And then he did it again. <laughs> he, did he did it the it next again. day. Like, <laughs> yeah. he didn't know. <laughs> what? I always turn it on for, And then I feel with my hand. What about that scene where, they, where he's taking the thing out of the engine? 
And the two people come up to him. And they're like, hey, Phil Connors. And he's like, thanks for watching. Yeah. What's that all about? Why is he, that scene in there? He, I think he was because ta- he was taking it out. He was so they didn't even bother the van. trying to leave town. Because yeah. he wanted her to stick But around, why probably. have the two people come up and be like, I don't know. I don't it's know. so weird. It's a weird touch. Yeah, I don't know. What I don't do know you, why they put that in. So you you don't believe in the groundhog. <laughs> no. You don't believe in the magic of the groundhog. <laughs> the power of the groundhog, So no. you're like Phil Collins. Phil Collins. Con- <laughs> Phil Collins. Yeah, we're talking about Phil Collins. I was like, Phil Collins. Uh, Did they talk about Miami that? Tarzan soundtrack. Susu Studio. You're like Phil before the magic. Before he learns his lesson. I'm like Phil before you saw I'm the cynical Phil. Yeah, you're the because I don't believe Phil. in the magic. You're the shil- you're the Phil that flips. Off I had a the theory camera. that he's actually just uh, stuck in like a computer glitch like loop. So so that's he's interesting. all like it's like this is the Matrix and that's yeah, the, like, that's the universe of the Matrix. Yeah, and that, the Matrix has a glitch and he's just stuck in it. Oh my god! Stuck in it for I like think 10, that's the closest years. that I thought to it. Too. Uh, and then it finally just pops out. It's like you know when your computer. Like kind of freezes up for a second. It's probably some like loop going on. Yeah, it's happening thousands of times, but it seems really quick to you. Yeah, but it's like so. so you think <laughs> it's <laughs> it's inconsequential that he learned a lesson. You don't think that has anything to do with it getting fixed. You think it just corrected itself, and because it happened to coincidentally take place at the same time as his uh, could as be his inner could be. Rim. I mean, it doesn't okay. really give you any. I mean, there's nothing about it that makes you think it's mm-hmm. like a god or never you know explains yeah. anything like so that. you're an atheist so, you know i'm i'm open to all possibilities no i think that's interesting that you would like it's separate and this is an interesting thing that to separate this like what he thinks is the you know like oh i learned this lesson I mean, from the well, reality. that makes sense. Like, maybe it's just, it, I don't think it matters the what why caused the, it. Yeah, they cut that out. All of that it. matters is what he takes out of it. I, mm-hmm. Fuck yeah! <laughs> oh, there's I a like high that. five happening. Because nobody's gonna believe. Nobody, <laughs> if he says like, even after all that shit happened, if he says, "Oh, guys, I believe in God now," and they're like, "Well, why do you believe in God?" Well, I live the same day over and over and over again. I became, I'm like, "Well, you're that's, fuck, they're just like you're fucking psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me." Yeah, that's like it doesn't saying, matter. Like, it's uh, just like he's a good person now. How it happened is well, yeah, I mean, sort I don't, of inconsequential. I don't take it as a god thing either. Uh, and I, I, I like your outlook on it, and I agree with that. I think mm-hmm. that that's the important. I do thing. too. Uh, Zen yes. Buddhists. Uh, there's like a big Thank like you. Buddhism. A lot of Buddhists like this movie. I've heard right. that they have a oh yeah. A fascination. They with just watched in the temples all day. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not being like they monks. <laughs> That's the whole religion. Buddhist monks, like you know, like shitty, you know, shitty white people Buddhists. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Uh, like the Beastie Boys. You meant like Buddhists like, oh, up on a oh, hill on a temple. I love the Beastie Boys. I don't know why I would say that. R.I.P. Like Beastie Boys. They should, there's, I don't think there's any Beastie Boys on the Groundhog Day soundtrack. No, there's only three songs on that. There's the Pennsylvania Polka. Oh, yeah. I dun, got dun, you, babe, dun, dun, and then that weatherman song at the beginning. <laughs> the, the I'm weatherman. your we- I'm your weatherman. Oh, I don't know how to bam, know the bam, tune. Yeah. Bam, bam. That one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bam, bam, <laughs> bam, bam. yeah, I remember that. Song. Okay, when they're driving the van. Yeah, when they're okay. driving the van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you? What is it about Phil that appeals to you? Like, what, what do you see in him? Oh, um, I think it's more. I just like the. That he was in that situation. 
And then I just like... <laughs> There's nothing about the character. You just like the... It is interesting that he changed and stuff, but it's more like it just like whenever I think about that movie, I think about like what I would try to do. Oh, yeah? If I was in that situation. What would you try to do? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> like, it's like, it's crazy because it's like he did all this crazy shit. It's like, would I like kill myself a bunch of times or Fuck yeah. potentially yeah. murder people? Like, who knows what the fuck <laughs> you would do, man. I think I would definitely try to learn a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, like who knows when it ends, I'm like I'm gonna try to learn. Well, it's like as prison much stuff as I can. It's like it's like pr- time yeah. out out of life for you. Yeah, exactly. You can read some but books. But you're not. On a- law. The thing is, you're not aging or anything. You're yeah. just yeah. staying the same. Yeah. So it's like just on. It's just like free time almost. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you could eat it's whatever. Time you that want. does not. Count oh yeah, like that scene yeah. in the diner where he's just eating everything. Nothing's yeah. counting against you, so you know. Yeah. And he's retaining all the things he's learning too. So that's, uh, I feel like that would be cool. You know, you could go back to school. Well, you can't really go back to school. You can live out the semesters, but uh, <laughs> you could you could learn all the shit that they learn. Yeah. Like, oh, totally. You, know, you could get like many, I could get a lot of degrees, guys. <laughs> if I was living that through the day, same day over and over again. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's the thing too, is he's got to come out of that. Because like, there's that whole scene, and my, 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 actually my favorite moment in the movie is when he's at the diner, and this is right after he kind of like, starts to learn to be a better person it's like right mm-hmm. after i think this might even be the moment he decides to he's at the yeah. diner and he's got all that stack of books right you know and he's reading a book and he just kind of looks up and like looks around with this like smile on his face like like, like you know yeah. you, you ever do that like read a book you're alone but you're in public and you're just like reading a book and then like you hit some really great passage yeah and like it hits you in a way that you're just like ah the world i want to share this with the world yeah and so you like look around and like nobody everybody like, else i don't know anybody to share this way like, ah, <laughs> i think that uh, that's i my just favorite stand element. and shout it at the top of my lungs <laughs> when i'm in that situation what would you guys do you i would definitely at again? least like i would there'd probably be like a five-year period where i wouldn't get out of that bed Really? Yeah, I would just. <laughs> I definitely. I would. You have a long adjustment period, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just gonna sleep this well, out for a few happen. years. Well, it's gonna happen at some point. Like at some point, if you after you've after you've tried killing yourself seventy three times. Yeah, but that's times, your first reaction. No, that wouldn't be my first. No, bed. that's not my. Uh, that absolutely wouldn't be my first reaction. Just okay. at some point, oh, okay. it would get to that where I would just be like, I'm not getting out of this bed. Fuck it, I'm staying yeah. here. I'm gonna take a five year long nap. Yeah, and because you ever do that, like it would just it would be so cool to just like wake up to that song, you know, mm-hmm. and then, like hit the button and just go back to sleep. I think <laughs> <And> then, like <laughs> that button it goes off again. You're like, oh, that song again. Just boom yeah. and go back to sleep. That's even more depressing than killing yourself. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I think it would be cool. What would you do? Um, well, I would do every. I, I mean, I would do everything. I would I'd definitely learn the get, piano. Yeah, I would learn I would a, do an that. instrument for yeah. sure. Why stop at the piano? Though? Yeah, I would like, yeah, learn all the instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn every instrument. I would get to know about every person. Like, I, I guess I would do pretty much what he did. Just get to yeah know everything. I think about a lot. Of, I think right. that yeah, you would. I think everybody would do. I feel just like everything it, he did. <clears throat> that might not even like be a choice though, with either, or without you know? the murder spree. Yeah, I don't think it is a choice. I don't know. If you just you just probably would. I think it's just yeah. human nature. Everything. I think that that's I think that Groundhog Day is the thing that resets all personalities to the human default. <laughs> right. 
But it's, his the isn't, that, honestly, it's the great equalizer. His isn't that bad. If I mean, if you guys went right to why doesn't he have a murder day? Like his can't be that bad. His, yeah, you know, no. as bad as he is. He's how like, many t- how many days do you think he just like because he wakes up and then he has to go do the the shoot of the Groundhog Day. Yeah, I wonder how many days he just like was just like fucking is in bed all day oh, and totally. just left them hanging. Like, where's <laughs> Phil? Yeah, oh, we gotta God. do this shoot so many times. We gotta do this. <laughs> yeah, he's just in bed doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know. I think there's probably at least twenty years where he, <laughs> 20 where he years was just like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> oh, another Fuck thought you. I had about that movie was uh, was each also the the glitch thought, or yeah. also is each day like a different actual timeline what do you so mean he, does each day continue on without like without him in oh, like wow. a separate line of time oh god Jesus, no, i don't Adam. think so because in the because right unless unless he's entered in a different dimension <laughs> you're because, horrifying john over there <laughs> john has the best look on his face so like the ones where he I killed himself the next day occurs and like phil connors has killed himself and that timeline continues and you know what I mean? Oh, so wow, like it's, the this is the, the fracture point that creates yeah. a million different realities? Right, yeah, exactly. And how many different fracture points are there? And how I many don't different know. Realities? God damn it. And is that a <laughs> fracture point of a fracture point? <laughs> John just handed me a note that is just a scream. <laughs> uh, I, I, wow, that's, that's some noodle work right there, man. Right? I know. I think, yeah. This, yeah, this movie's made me you? think of a lot of things. <laughs> it's mostly that one. Mostly that one. What yeah, if you were caught in the same day over and over again and you just tried to like work out things about that movie? Like that what was you your mean? thing. Oh, like oh. you just kept... I just tried to figure out the movie Groundhog Day every day. And then you wrote day. every scenario <laughs> that can yeah. I wrote every timeline. That yeah. Happened. But you know <laughs> that there's a college. You know that there's a college thesis paper out there. Oh, that's for just sure. this, yeah. Like a dissertation. Yeah, I'm sure Let's in come probably up with the title. In every major <laughs> has a colon in it. The Gobbler's Knob Paradox. <laughs> yeah, Groundhog Day and its implications about time travel. <laughs> or if I wonder if there's a day that he just like tried. What if it was more like a mystery movie and he was like trying to figure out what was causing what, this? What was causing it? That would be a boring. See, that's the boring? way that most people I think would go with the movie. Like if they were to so? make the movie now. I think that's the way that they would go with it. Yeah, I, don't I do think like it's boring, yeah, I guess, actually. Yeah. But it's it's just sort of like, like that. Like you said, yeah. it's immaterial. It doesn't matter. It's right, irrelevant because yeah. that's not the story. I guess. I mean, it's what drives it. But yeah. Well, the story is all about. To me, it's about like. I think it's about just life in general, like a human right. life, where you know, if you find yourself in the point where you're you're dissatisfied or disillusioned with life and you're sort of self-interested and and yeah. uh and cynical which you know that's i think most of us in in the you know in this country uh you go you know then it's like well then what do you do from that like you have that moment of disillusionment where you realize like oh this sucks right nothing's cool and i'm not helping like then you decide you know you have he's got these ambitions like he wants to what's his first thing is to well, first, after he f- has his temper tantrum and drives on the train tracks, um, yeah. Uh, after really, that, when he realizes that there's no consequences, then he st- then he robs the bank. Yeah. Then he goes after Nancy. Then he does Nancy. Nancy's, Nancy's first. very first. Yeah. And then he's drinking with those guys at the bar. Yeah. And they realize that there's no consequences, and yeah, he drives on the yeah. railroad tracks. 
And then, yeah. And then there's then there's the bank thing, and then the the chick in the maid outfit for yeah, some reason. Just seeing the movie. <laughs> I told you, call me Bronco. Call me Bronco. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, also too. There's an implication there. How many times does he say he saw that movie? When he gets out of the car and she's like, I thought you said we were going to costume party. He's like, told you this is my favorite movie. Oh, I've yeah. seen it X amount of times. Oh, yeah. That, that, there's an implication right there that he's just, that he spent maybe a year <laughs> just, <laughs> just seeing going to that movie. theater and watching that movie. Yeah, maybe that day. was just like, he was just in a phase where he just like obsessed with this movie and yeah. was just dressing up like a cowboy oh, every man. day. Yeah. I want to see. It's like, why not? And then he writes a paper about the movie that he watches in the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Like, writes a book deconstructing everything about that movie. Or, yeah, if he was just playing a cowboy character for a year. (laughs) Just being a cowboy for a year. Like, you could do that. A year of being called Bronco. Yeah, exactly. He just, he he was just a guy named Bronco for a year. That's year of that. Awesome. That would be cool. Oh yeah. my god, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean you could switch <laughs> you characters. Could, yeah, you could spend so much time like pretending to be somebody else. Yeah. yeah. You just you just like I'm an astronaut for ten years. Yeah. Or like a year where he dresses up like <laughs> Ned Ryerson. So when Ned Ryerson comes up to him <laughs> He's just like I'm, no, I'm Ned Ryerson. <laughs> <laughs> Makes Ned Ryerson commit suicide like, every what, day for guess two what per I year. do for a living. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> Fuck with people like that. Yeah. Oh god, it's terrible. That'd be funny. But I, yeah, he he goes through that selfish ambition yeah. craze where he's and then he wants to sleep with Rita, right. and he's like gets real rapey with her. Yeah, which isn't cool. Uh, and then realizes that's stupid, and then he gets super depressed and tries mm-hmm. killing himself a bunch. After he tries the groundhog thing, like that's just the one oh, time that where he tries to do something that he thinks will break it. Yeah, he thinks exactly. that killing the groundhog he thinks will, maybe yeah, it's got some power or something. We'll take care of it. And there's got to be like at least a year of him trying different ways of killing the groundhog too. Yeah, he must try to because if you if you shoot the groundhog, and you're like, well, shooting it didn't work. Maybe if I cut its head off, it'll. It's a pagan. It's a pagan god. It's a you pagan gotta, like, god. You gotta you sacrifice it on a rock. It well, it's yeah. alive. Dusk. You have to find yeah. a ceremonial dagger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then he. Then there's probably a year of him like trying to find a virgin in the town to sacrifice yeah. to the groundhog yeah, as an offering. True. Oh yeah, you gotta please the groundhog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is getting pretty dark, and John is definitely not happy he's here today. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but then he then he realized, then he's done that, that whole thing where he's like, I got to help people. And that, to me, is what I take away from the movie, right. is that it's like, do you, you, you've got to help people. you got to right. make sure the things you do in your life is in the service of others. And he spends that whole day just oh, taking yeah, like care of every people. single thing that goes wrong in that town. Yeah. Which... I mean, how many years did that take to figure out? Right. Like you know, saving that kid of yeah. the tree and then yeah. the guy's choking. You never said choking. thank you. <laughs> you never you say never thank you. I'll be back you. tomorrow. One maybe. time. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. One time. I love that. Uh, the, the women with the flat tire. Yeah. Uh, and then also, and this, I had this like quandary the other day when I watched it. I kind of like, was like, oh man, I don't do anything to help people. <laughs> and I got really sad. I was like, I should like. And then you're like, you know what? I should watch Groundhog Day again. I should give up comedy and all the stuff I do and like go right. 
and make myself useful to someone. Yeah. But don't you think that you can continue doing comedy and also make yourself useful to yeah, someone? Yeah, be because then there's the scene where he he's playing piano at the at the uh, party. <laughs> and I was like, he's helping people by entertaining them! There you go. There you go. I'm doing okay. <laughs> well, I mean, and not the, that that's the thing. Not the but only thing. Other thing. Other yeah. thing. No, <laughs> I'll do other stuff, too. Other maybe. thing I didn't like about that movie is he's on stage playing piano and just, like, rocking and stuff. And then that old lady who's the piano teacher, she's like, that's my student. I'm like, you. T- this is the first day you've yeah. taught him. <laughs> you claim that. Bitch. Don't, yeah. claim, don't you, don't you claim credit for that? <laughs> yeah, but don't you think... Okay, so here's another thing, then. On that first day, when he's taken... The, when he goes in for the piano lessons on that day, yeah. after uh, which is actually the last... I mean, do you think he even does on that day? No, he totally does. Because here's what I think he does. He goes in there and he pretends to suck at first. I think he goes in and he pretends to be just awful at playing the piano. Yeah. And then she, by the end of the lesson, he's playing great. And he does this on purpose to make her feel better, to make her feel like she's doing a good job as a piano teacher. I do like that scene when he first goes to get the lesson. And he's like, I can pay you $1,000. And she's like, all right. And then and then he goes in and she just shoves the kid out. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little girl. Yeah. It's pretty shitty. That's funny. <laughs> oh, he quotes Samuel Coleridge, a Samuel Coleridge poem at the end, or at the, the last day. A lot of poetry in that movie, which I like. Some French poetry. Yeah. Wait, what well, was Coleridge the poem isn't French. Yeah. The one where he, um, it's uh, called uh, something work, work, work. Fuck, I can't remember the name of the poem now. But he, uh, it's the one where he ends it with uh, winter uh, wears on his. Oh, is that when he's doing the last the, broadcast? The dream of spring. And he's like no, making everybody before, cry. When he quotes, when he talks about Chekhov, it's it, before that when the guy comes up, the guy that comes up every day to ask him, hey, you going to see the groundhog? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, okay. he quotes uh, a Samuel yeah. Coleridge poem to Yeah, him. yeah. <laughs> I do like that last broadcast. Everybody's like gathered around and he's like moving. Oh, everybody. God, it's so great. That's so good. I love that. Yeah. He's yeah. referencing Chekhov and shit and he's like making them all feel ba- better about winter. Oh, and when he does, when that all oh, like this, when he, that day he does kill the groundhog. That the broadcast he does right before that. Oh, it's where he's just saying, like, like, he's, he's like, I don't know when this is going to stop. <laughs> this groundhog this groundhog is he like he, he's know, never gonna stop he's never gonna stop <laughs> somebody's gotta stop him <laughs> chris elliott they're just, they're just looking at each other just like oh my god <laughs> he's going insane oh man andy where'd you go on us yeah oh i just the wall. i just started thinking about that <laughs> about that scene yeah <laughs> it's like he saw it projected yeah. on the wall over there i was just staring off into space yeah. i just went into my own personal gobbler's knob yeah yeah i i, I just love saying that gobbler's knob yeah. gobbler's knob that sounds very dirty it's yeah it definitely sounds it like a blowjob reference yeah. uh is it a real place i don't know i know punxatani is real yeah. is a real yeah. town yeah i mean that whole groundhog thing is real right <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Okay. I thought the post-it system. <laughs> the post-it system. Was I thought the post-it like system was a really good way to go until right system. now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta at least read that last one, not the ha ha, not the ha ha before. <laughs> you gobble nuts. That's what it says. I mean, it's definitely I like that. But if it's a real place, I, that's impressive to me. Gobbler, yeah. <laughs> that they sounds nice. Snub. What? Words sound nice together. Yeah, there's there. Yeah, there's a there's a 
complimentary gobblers not also, gobblers 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 another favorite scene is uh when he's trying to convince rita that he's a god and he's just saying everything that's gonna happen oh yeah he calls out everybody he out he outs that waiter oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like andy's gay <laughs> yeah exactly. you're like jesus christ dude you're in a small town in pennsylvania <laughs> this is not gonna go okay for this guy now <laughs> in about 10 seconds the waitress is gonna drop a tray of dishes <laughs> yeah and then yeah what do you think of it? I, I mean, wish I wish they would have sh- sorry go on <laughs> I wish they would have shown him help that waiter not drop the dishes that <laughs> maybe he does been, on the, oh, on the last day he probably day. does yeah. at some I think point. he does on the last yeah. day but he's I would have liked to have seen it sorry I was just saying. gonna say I mean what do you think the fact that it's Bill Murray adds to the character I mean of course he's the whole thing but if it weren't him I mean oh, do you think if it would have been somebody else yeah if it would have been, been someone else good? playing his I game. mean, mm, I mean he's good. There's other people who would have done it worse, but I think there's other people <laughs> who would have done it just fine. I think. I don't think it was like a super no specific character. Like I don't think it, I feel like other people could have done that. I I don't know. I think Bill Murray more I feel like so it's more about the story. Almost. I mean, I love Bill Murray. He's great. But I think Bill Murray more so than most other actors, almost any other actor. And we talked about this when we talked to Ryan about Peter Bankman. Yeah, he has this ability to make to take these scumbag characters mm. these characters that if they were played by a lot of other people the audience would have no sympathy for them right yeah to take them and make them likable that's true he does it with he frank cross in scrooged yeah he does it with phil connors and groundhog day peter mcman and ghostbusters yeah um, that is true there's a lot there's other characters i mean his character in stripes is a little less scummy um yeah he is always a little bit kind of a dick yeah he plays these uh, like dickheads and (laughs) somehow manages to make them likable that you want to root for them right yeah Um, no that's true he does have that quality so maybe maybe no maybe no leah maybe (laughs) nobody else could have done (laughs) i mean i'm not saying nobody else no yeah yeah. there's actors now that kind of try to do the same thing bill murray did like ryan reynolds has done that in a few movies right um i can't think of any others at the top of my head ryan reynolds has done that you mean he's tried to He's play tried a scumbag. to play a scumbag and he make can. him likable, but he looking. really just... He's, uh, yeah. I think it's because he's like, too uh, handsome. Yeah, exactly. I think because Bill Murray kind of looks sort of weird. Yeah. You're like, ah, he's an asshole, but he looks weird, so things are probably uh, not that easy for him. What's his name? Yeah. Kenny Powers? <laughs> oh, Danny McBride? Like Danny McBride. Yeah, yeah. Danny McBride he's a little can bit like do that. Oh, yeah, that's a good... Yeah, he's bound it down. He's bound it down. He's just way more over the top, though. Yeah, than Bill Murray. <laughs> he is. He makes it. I think he goes the other way. Like Bill Murray yeah. kind of humanizes him a little bit, and Danny Mc, Danny McBride is just like, I'm gonna make this guy a fucking cartoon. Yeah, exactly. So that when yeah. you're so watching you him like act him. this way, you're like, there's well, nobody's really like this. Yeah. I feel like it would have been sillier with someone else as the lead character. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Bill Murray's not super silly. No. He's pretty, you know, kind of deadpan and. Well, I think that's what gives sarcastic. it the weight that you feel yeah. from it that it's dark and stuff yeah. like that. I think he has a. Yeah, he yeah, definitely. Or to me it does. No, true. No, that's for sure. I can see that. Hmm. I also think though part of why I find it so dark is just cuz of the things that I project on it. Like the <laughs> things that I'm thinking like, "Oh, what would I do if I had this time? Ooh, not well, good it's things." <laughs> and it is like a way to think of your life too when you feel like you're stuck in it. I uh-huh. mean, I actually wrote a blog where I wrote, "I get stuck in the same day like Groundhog Day" was the title yeah. of it. So, well, it's yeah. also Groundhog Day I read that is a is a now a military term. It's a term that troops in Iraq would use. It's st- well, it started in Somalia, I think when the troops were in Somalia. 
because uh, that was in the 93, 93 or so. Is this related to the movie, or is it already a term? No, they yeah. relate it to the movie. It's oh, because okay. of the movie. The movie oh. has inspired this terminology where they refer to it because they feel like they're in the same... Like This is really long waits of the same routine, and oh. then... Like they use it to, they call it Groundhog Day. It's like a term for a, a, a tour of duty, like same oh, day over and over yeah. again, place. Hmm. And it was inspired by the movie. And I don't hmm. know if that. I think that's interesting. Yeah. The other, I re- I just realized he couldn't call anybody that he knew. No, like because family the, or, all the phones were down. Yeah. For the, so the only people he could interact with were the people in that town. Yeah, it's really tight. Like they really got because like mm-hmm. he can't leave the can't town leave, because yeah. of the blizzard. Yeah, he can't call anybody because all there. the phones are down. So he's really isolated, and that's a you know, huh? But they also yeah. don't like foreground that. You know, they kind of address it once and let it go. Right. And I like that. I like movies that can do that. Right. Uh, it's smart screenwriting. Yeah, definitely. Would you? Uh, well, we already discussed if you would trade places with Phil Connors. Oh, with Phil Did Connors. We? Well, we, you just you said what you would do. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. Would you want? Would you to? want to? Oh, would I want to? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think I would, but I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I if I was in it, yeah. then I'd probably be like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have made that <laughs> trip. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I, I willingly choose that? <laughs> I, I want take back, take back. <laughs> you uh, just click your heels together yeah, exactly. and say take back like, with your nope, eyes closed too late Adam <laughs> we're stuck for 10,000 years <laughs> oh and I don't want to be oh, damn it I think it would because if it's really 10,000 years Do by you, the oh. end of that you would be like a vampire you would have the mentality of like an Anne Rice vampire yeah <laughs> yeah. I think I'd uh, I'd definitely try to just make a lot of different drugs just in oh, my house. Fuck yeah. Just where's the learn? drug part of the <laughs> yeah, movie? Yeah, where's the drug part of this movie? Yeah. He wasn't a small town. There might not have been a lot of access to drugs. No. He could have figured something probably out. Probably no though. shrooms. Yeah. No. There's definitely weed there, though. Yeah, there's probably meth. It's like a small town. Oh, yeah, yeah. meth yeah. for there's sure. nothing to do. Could make meth. 93, there was probably some quaaludes still around somewhere. Yeah, there you go. Quaaludes. <laughs> or you just go down to the hardware <laughs> store, buy some, you, can't, you just make your own shit at home. <laughs> <laughs> You could learn how to do that, right? Just buy like a high school chemistry book and go start making stuff. Yeah, and if you do it wrong, <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. You the next day, your 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 apartment's clean. Again. Yeah, just perform <laughs> a, a perform an assault on the police station. Go to their evidence locker, see what's oh, in there. Yeah, drug sure there's plenty of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just pose as a cop for a day. I'm sure he could time yeah. it out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just has to. He just has to knock out one cop and take his yeah. uniform. That's true. In this small town where everyone would know every cop, never mind, that's not a good idea. <laughs> so I bet if you were like a like a meth addict, getting caught in Groundhog Day would be good. That would be a good scenario because then all you do is just do meth all day and you have, you know, the next day you have money for more meth. What, yeah. what if he had already been on meth the original day? Would he just, every day he would have just been oh on meth? Oh God, that would yeah. be a nightmare. <laughs> 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 on meth for 10,000 years. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I can't sober <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if it was acid? Yeah, exactly. Just tripping acid <laughs> for ten thousand years, just like trying to tell yourself, "Oh, it's just, you the, can't, just the drug." No human <laughs> can withstand gone. that. You would be gone. There Your would be human no coming mind back. cannot do that. No. I want a great. TV show. I think it's. I think we're ready for a Groundhog TV show. <laughs> on H- oh, Groundhog yeah. Day TV show on HBO. Hmm. Just call it Punk Satani and have it. That could be pretty dark. You, you could explore so many of the other things going on in that town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
Spinoff. <laughs> Trademark. After Dang almost right 20 then. years. <laughs> the show you've been waiting for. <laughs> After. <laughs> well, you know at some point they're going to remake it. They're going to. They have to. You That's think what so? they do. Yeah, I think they're going to. It has mm. been 20 years. It's been 20 it years. Been 20 the movie is like a part shit. of our cultural lexicon. Someone's going to remake it. They're going to put fucking Jonah Hill in it. or <laughs> should make it Danny McBride. I could do it. Maybe. There you go. It'd be a, yeah, it'd be a different movie with him. It would be a totally. They'd make it but it'd be way good, sillier. I think. Yeah, yeah. could do it good. Yeah, it'd still be good. It'd just be a different take. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be. I don't know. Are you, Where are we? Where are we in life right now, Adam? Where am I in life? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I was just about to say I haven't. Uh, that new their remake. They remade that RoboCop. I never saw that. That <laughs> RoboCop. <laughs> So, uh, All right. I never saw the original. Well, that's, that's where, where we I'm are. at. So I should probably see that. Yeah. I hear people like it. It's know. pretty good. I heard it's pretty, pretty violent. I haven't seen I was always, it's a, really ter- I was always a Terminator 2 kid. Oh. Um, oh, you're one of those. Terminator kid. I like liquid metal. I'm into liquid metal. So <laughs> really into liquid metal. Are uh, you into liquefying metal? Or just, what's that? Just in its liquid form. Are you oh, into liquefying metal? Yeah, I'm into right. metal that can liquefy itself. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. I know. I'm sorry. You asked Adam Allgood where he was at and expected you, a straight so, answer. So we've covered this. You you got six more weeks of powder. Yeah, you got some six more weeks of pow. You're pow, cool. pow. Pow, pow. Pow, pow. You're cool with winter. That's what the bros call it, right? Yeah. All right. Adam, well, I think we... I don't know. Did we do it? Did we figure it out? Yeah. Groundhog Day? I think Figured we got it, it. I think we got all figured out. All right. Let's try it again then, guys. Try what again? You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, that. Okay. So, <laughs> all right, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties because it's cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. And then we skip a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog, Groundhog day. day. Then put your little hand in mine. There ain't no hill or mountain we can climb. Again, thanks, uh, Adam Allgood, for coming by Woodry's Hardware Studio to talk to us for about Phil Connors. Uh, it was a good, fun conversation. I had a good time in it. I hope you guys had a good time listening to it. If you like Adam, and uh, you should, because he's great, go ahead and follow him on Twitter at AllGoodAdam. A L L G O O D A D A M. At AllGoodAdam. Um, he's great. He's got some videos on YouTube. Uh, you can probably look them up. You should. They're funny. Uh, he's funny. And uh, keep listening to the show. Thanks so much. Uh, follow us on Twitter at People We Know Pod. Like us on Facebook and rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. Thanks so much. And until next time, uh, stay safe. 